0: Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our third podcast. My name is Ahmad and I'm the VP of product at Axia. Um, today we have with us, as usual, Yasin, CEO of Axia, data scientist slash neuroscientist. Um, and yeah, the topic for today is procurement. And I had somewhere the formal definition, Yasin, for us. Procurement is the act of obtaining goods or services, typically for business purposes. Um, yeah, that's according to Investopedia. But I guess if you ask procurement folks, it's much, much more than that. Uh, what do you think, Ethan?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a loaded word that is uh, has a, a lot of sub-modules. There's the sourcing part. Um, there's yeah. the contract management part. There, like it's a, a it's a complex, more complex uh, profession than it may look like. Um, yeah. so what we're going to check out today is like um, the procurement trend um, we've seen a few that were uh, touted at the beginning of the year um, we are like uh, from what we've saw uh, in the in the in the field while, while talking to procurement folks uh, I think it's a good time to kind of almost like a more than mid-year um, uh, check checkpoint uh, to check out what were were the trends that we think will continue, um, maybe in 2023, 24, 25, that look like it's a well solidified,
0: yep, definitely. So, I have like six or seven listed here, and I guess you can um go off and discuss each of them a bit in detail and see um what's uh what's happening on this site. Cool. So, the first one I have is increase in hiring of procurement people versus outsourcing procurement um yeah i guess my two cents on this is like we've seen if you go to any major reputable manufacturing player in the industry go to their linkedin page and you'll see these loads of procurement uh, uh, opportunities open which they're trying to fill up and so far, I would say not succeeding. You see jobs open for 200, 300 days, and still difficult to find people to fill up that role. Why Why, why do you think so, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, I mean, compared to what we were discussing in the previous uh, podcast about like shop floor people, um, CNC programmers, this is a more glorified role, but why the hell is companies finding it so hard to fill this up?
1: Yeah, I, honestly, um, I think, um, uh, procurement is the next software engineering or something like that. Like you seen, like in 2021-ish when we when it was the midst of the pandemic, like everybody was scrambling for like data yeah, scientists yeah. and software engineer. And uh, as time went by, uh, they seen also that procurement was super crucial. I was looking at the LinkedIn post uh, yesterday, actually, um, from someone in Procurement, a Procurement professional, and he, he, he analyzed the... Um, the search for the term like uh, um, procurement and then procurement people and procurement hire, um, and he cranked it up like a lot. Um, so I think it's on the rise, and with the, all of the clients that we've we've met and stuff, um, and the struggle that they they have, um, this role is now like uh, a very very critical one, um, especially in an age of like disruption and stuff. If you can get someone senior um that uh uh know how to navigate these sort of uh uh problematic and uh, especially in a recession right because we're it's kind of look like we're gonna get into that yeah if you you want to like maximize um your buying and stuff um you need people that that are the solid in this thing um so I think it's 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 kind of a trend that is obvious there's going to be much higher um hiring for um and demand for procurement people and procurement people with experience. Um, yeah. I think that's that's what what is happening and like a corollary of this is that if people are not able to hire them they, they're going to outsource uh and and go to like uh what was the company I think it was um MLOT, uh, in Canada or something it's just yeah. like a, a Outsourcing firm and some, of some sort. Yeah, um, yeah. But we've seen them pop again and again. Like they like shops that have this kind of supply chain procurement whatever agent that you can like uh, uh, get almost as a freelancer, as an intern or something like that. Um, yeah. I think that they will get more and more popular. Um, a yeah. bit like dev shops are right. right? Yeah. The 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 uh, similarity between what was happening with with software engineering and procurement is kind of similar. And I think it's because there is a big, big uh, increase in complexity, and not everyone can do that. You you kind of to do it well, you're going to have to have experience. And to have experience, you kind of have to have done it like a few times already. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think
0: uh, after what happened during COVID, um, it's sort of clear, like before, if you imagine maybe Pre-COVID, a procurement person, you would always imagine somebody who is like uh, always trying to cut costs, and like that was the impression. But now, it's more. It's the attitude has changed. It's like like now everybody views procurement as a strategic process that supports your business objectives. It's deeper than just getting like the lowest price or getting free quotes for everything. There's more dynamics to it, and uh, I guess as supply as supply chain. Becoming resilient is a priority for companies. These guys are the people who are on the ground. So if you don't have a good force there, then that's uh, you're going to run into problems. And I think one of the like uh, the company you mentioned, like there's also crazy kind of acquisitions happening. Accenture, Deloitte hiring or sort of acquiring these companies that was doing consulting and procurement, which always is a good indicator for the market that this is where the trend is moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. and. Uh... Um, the the thing also is that um, I think like with the acceleration of all of the supply chain risks that have been piling up, like when yeah. the when the pandemic started and it was a mess in the global supply chain, and everybody realized that you, for real we're all connected together, um, and then there was like cybersecurity attack and there was like yeah. war, yeah. and all of this met, like raw material shorted, uh, supplier label short like all of these stuff piling up and then you got these people that are on the on the this front line and are in their have enough experience to navigate this mess and yeah. then we have a recession on top of this whole thing um yeah. they, they they hold a very strategic uh, um key role in the company right so i think this yeah. is why they're becoming like kind of central in these uh, big industrial company so on that on that specific uh, uh trend i think for the next three years that's yeah. what will happen like they're hiring like yeah. there will be much more demand there's going to be much more students so studying like supply chain and procurement and i think we're going to see like a revitalization of the role um yeah. to be a bit more tech driven and then like uh being able yeah. to like uh, uh crunch data in order to Know what the hell they should be doing uh, with like this type of risk and this uh, new type of risk that we never saw before, uh, and <laughs> definitely like there is going to be those um outsourcing shops that will um that will rise in popularity a bit like the dev shops, right? Right,
0: cool. So, the second point is um, is, is my perception or the reason why I think procurement is becoming sexy, like software engineering, is uh, the digitalization that's happening in procurement, I guess. Um, Again, uh, like how procurement used to be versus what it is now. We see increase in automations. um, We see vendor management becoming increasingly important. It's no longer about um, finding the lower price. It's about finding good online portals, good processes, business processes that are sustainable, that are automated. So I guess the whole digitalization element that is entering procurement is making it uh, more from a from a from just a cost center for a company to a strategic partner for for supply chain leaders um, to move forward and that's where i see like the uh personally i see the highest evolution happening and which is why it's making like those good good uh or, or excellent procurement folks a rare currency for any organization to have and they can't lose them all, uh, to a point like they as soon as this one person who's sort of driving the procurement leaves The entire operation in some companies you've seen sort of like starts to fall apart.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. That's what's spot on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, how do you see overall the digitalization as a trend in terms of procurement? And what role do you think it's going to play in the second half of the year?
1: Honestly, I think like second half of the year, uh, for sure, that will will increase. But like in the next three years and like forever, that's that's a given. I think like it, it, we can't you can't run. Like, um, uh, I've been reading report and report and report about like the supply chain and this supply chain 4.0 movement. Um, that actually like was uh, uh, the term was coined in 2019, September 2019, like almost a day before the pandemic started. And then the pandemic started, and then like all the supply chain was disturbed. And McKinsey did like this cool. Analysis where they t- ask a bunch of like senior supply chain executive how how they were doing what they will do next during the, the pandemic and then one year afterward what's up what they will what what they did and stuff and um, what was the 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 problem they encountered and stuff like that and the the companies that best best f- fired was like the one that already digitalized, right because they were able to navigate this mess. Um, The one that, like, were a mess and that almost, like, broke down was those that had very poor uh, digitalization of their their company with their procurement process. Because if you have a a, a mega disruption um, on a global scale like this that almost looked like a Black Swan event, um, you you have no choice but to have visibility. Like, just, like, like, winging it with a bunch of phone calls and, like, looking at, like, paper that, that 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 is on the desk or like trying to to talk to the guy that almost left in order to figure out okay which supplier do you, do you know more and stuff like that it cannot work like it cannot work in an environment where it's that messy and that complicated and if you're in a mega organization um the system can be really complex like sometimes it's like the project manager that has like the suppliers right how do you keep track of all of this mess right and uh, why did this, this guy select this supplier and, and not this one right and if there's a problem and some suppliers are popping off right and you're a project manager and you you have to go to procurement to ask hey i want to to have this uh this uh this person and this this person um it's very difficult then to to make good decision i think like the the trend of digitalization is um is um software engineering again I, like um if you look far back enough in in software engineering, let's say like 10 years or 20 years ago, um, did every, everyone use like a version control and then put their stuff so that they can all collaborate together? No, they didn't do that, right. It was all a bit messy. Uh, but right now, if you go into any company and you're like, "Oh, we're just gonna email us back and forth the source code. Everybody will be like, "What the hell are you talking <laughs> about right? How could you how can you collaborate all together? If you're, if you're not in sync, and if the information is not at the same spot, and if you think about it, like the um, the general tenure of a of a of a software engineer in, in a in big organization is like two years, and then they jump and they go into another um, uh, organization, right? Um, and when we see that programmer is in such a high demand. Um, I think that's that's kind of also what should be expected. Like people won't stick, most likely won't stick forever. Um and what'll happen if you lose this big uh big person with like all of this industry knowledge and everything, um everything is lost, all of the tribal knowledge is 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 lost, and you have to start from scratch again. Um so I, I think they will see much more like um digital nat- native procurement or uh, uh operation where everything is digitally uh, done. A trace is kept of what's happening, so that you can better collaborate together. And then, if somebody is leaving or somebody is uh, getting added, then people can can work together. And it goes to our last point about outsourcing of procurement. If you outsource procurement because you can't hire them, and you have no ways of retaining the information, and then like the the there's a, a, a rotation in the in the uh, uh, outsource procurement uh, uh, team you're gonna start from scratch again impossible. so I think the trend is um like undeniable. the digitalization of procurement has to happen in order to navigate the complex world that we live in and it, it will uh, it will be just like almost natural selection like the company that are actually doing this well and 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 uh, and putting effort into this, they will rise to the top and Everybody else that is kind of on the edge on, on this and don't want to to apply it, they will they will have a difficult time navigating like all of the disruption and
0: stuff. Yeah, definitely. There's this funny story, I mean, after COVID, some big companies had to call people out of retirement back to work because they had uh, like that's when you know all of the digitalization yeah. that you have been promoting in the media is a fluff. Like, there's no reality to it. That you have to actually. Go and ask people to get out of the retirement, come back, because the knowledge is just uh, so in the Easy. silos, which is, like, that's crazy. Imagine, yeah.
1: Imagine, like, uh, imagine this thing. Like, uh, Google is um, uh, is having a hard time, right, with, like, oh, they have an outage. What they do, they call this guy that has been in retirement for three years, and, hey, can you please come back? We have, like, <laughs> the thing that yeah. doesn't work. Uh, we can't find, like, the talent for this. Uh, can you just come in and then just just help us out? That'll be that'll be good. Like, the yeah, what everybody would say is like, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, train people, do something, digitalize your stuff so that you don't have to rely on di- rely on this guy. Yeah. Um, this is what's happening, and you, you're right. Like, uh, thinking about it, we've seen in like multiple big organizations, and uh, we've even set, seen like executive having to come back part time to help out a bit um yeah. that's absolutely crazy it's uh, I think it's almost unheard of in uh in other uh um uh industries yeah yeah definitely
0: cool all right so moving on to number three um the shift in power dynamics uh with respect to suppliers um yeah my perspective on this is i think it's uh, I, I mean we've like most uh most people have sort of always known the amazonian model where you know everything is the customer everything is the buyer the whole ecosystem revolves around the buyer but something interesting is happening in manufacturing where it's like i feel like the equations are almost flipped now i've seen some suppliers saying hey man we're not going to quote on this it's like it's it's beneath us and um there's some suppliers who are like not even responding and yeah dudes are just like pulling their ears out of like what the hell i'm I'm, i want to give money i'm the customer and this guy just says small shop somewhere in the middle of nowhere is saying hey sorry i don't have time for you so that's yeah uh, i
1: don't have time (laughs) i'm on vacation (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but uh, this is crazy and i didn't think it was like this but like when i actually went and visited those shops and i went there um and i i looked at how much they didn't care that much about getting new business i was like what like uh which which industry you go and they're like you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with that business I have. I don't want to yeah. grow. This is good. I don't want to grow more. And then this big company is giving me more contract. I'm like, yeah, I don't like you too much. I like these guys that I'm working with. I'm just going to keep working with them for the next like two years and we'll see what's up. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. And the, I, I think we touched on that uh, last, uh, last podcast, but there's a, a complex dynamic of, uh labor shortage on in these supplies so they have no choice but to select right if there's more jobs than you can do right um and um it's a uh, urgent job for all of them what what you what you're going to prioritize right you're going to prioritize yeah. the higher leader or just no you're going to prioritize the people with the most uh deep relationship that you have and the parts that you're making the best so that you can maximize your ROI um on your operation because at the end of the day you need to be able to make like the most money out of your yeah. stuff your shop um yeah. so in these in these in these suppliers um we'll see what uh, especially in canada and, and in quebec we'll see like a uh an over specialization on this on specific industry or like type of part and stuff like that manufacturing um but they they the uh the the need for um like uh bending over backward for the buyer um is not there there's more job that they can do like way way more job than they can do um, and they they are the one that they are kind of in control in, in this case um, so uh, uh my thought my thought here and what i saw was was this and i've talked to some suppliers in like big corporation in aviation and he was he was saying to me like In the last 10 years, it always went up. The power dynamic started to shift like 10 years ago, and then it started to slowly go up. But we reached a mega peak right now, and it's not stopping, right? And if there's more shortage, and if there's more um, uh, demand from the customers, um, then the capacity of this, that is no, there's like a, there's nothing that the, uh, the buyer can do, right? Either there's going to be more suppliers that will will expand, let's say North America or stuff like that, on a different part of the world, um, or the suppliers will need to figure out a way to automatize themselves to to be able to have more bandwidth to balance out the market. But I feel like for the next three years, five years, maybe the the trend will continue. The suppliers will have a lot of leverage uh, compared to the to the buyer.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, it's, it's becoming uh, integral and and that's why the procurement role is so much in demand, because you need the digitalization skills. You need to have these people skills and relationship building skills, which in the past was like all the power was in the hand of the mighty buyer and they could dictate whatever he wants or she wants. And now it's more of you know, got to make sure that your supplier is happy and he's uh, he's excited about you and. You're always on the verge of maybe he's not gonna coach on this one and then you could you could lose that business. Cool. Right. So
1: definitely is that I think that's gonna piggyback on the last point. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. go ahead. So
0: yeah, so last thing, I mean, it's a surprising one for me, honestly, because I was expecting after the pandemic people will just be like, Hey, this let's get something faster from anywhere we can. But despite the pandemic, customers or buyers and suppliers still value sustainable and ethical sourcing practices and sustainability target for all of like these big organizations are still there. And like this net zero, they want to get to this, uh, this point of being ethically and, uh, and have ethical and sustainable sourcing. So yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Okay. It's a, it, yeah. it makes it even more challenging, if not less, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, um, um, because in this case, um, in order to hit the sustainability target that, if you if you look at most organization, that's, there's a target for that, right? And there's a, there's conference that are like, this is hard, hard topic, how are we gonna get those sustainability target? Because at the end of the day, the consumers, um, in most industry, that's something they value. And they're willing to pay higher price for this. Yeah. And if you look at the ROI, and there's multiple study on this, uh, the economical there's an economical advantage of of going for sustainability um, because yeah. uh, consumers are willing to pay higher price for something that is uh, ethically sourced and sustainable and whatever um, and like if if like if we see again and again the impact of climate change and things like that um, they, this trend should not die out right it should it yeah. should just increase yeah. um, so there's a pressure for this um, and um, Coming to the last point, who is manufacturing the stuff? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not it's not the buyer, right? It's the supplier. So, yeah. Yeah. on top of uh, having to get good pricing, whatever, you have to make sure now that, like, as a procurement a professional, that you're able to source these things sustainably and like ethically and all of this stuff. And you have to convince your suppliers to that you need they need to meet that those target. Um, it's not something that you can. I don't think it's something that you can bully. The supplies into the price you can like if like you have leverage and whatever, but like, hey, I want you to like reduce your consumption of like natural gases and, and stuff like that. Like, okay, why? Um, what's what's in it for me? And like, uh, if not, I'm not gonna yeah. get the contract. What's that? Like, it, it's become a bit too complex, and it's it's um um it, it's it's a bit counterintuitive here because on one part we're talking about digitalization. And the first thing you talk think about when you talk digitalization and stuff is like a bit of a colder process right because if you have no digitalization you pick up the phone you fax people you go see them and then it's, it's warm right But digitalization look like okay it's cold we're just gonna like tack, 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 and uh, punch a bunch of uh of uh of numbers into the the erps and uh, the mrp will, will send us stuff and we're just gonna buy um but uh this is not what's happening. The, the digitalization part is to improve the efficiency of the procurement process and the suppliers and to maximize the time because there's a lot of ineffic- inefficiency in the process. However, right? It's, this is where it's a bit counterintuitive. Um, the, the relationship part will have a bigger, bigger role because not only you have to uh, ensure that your supplier will prioritize you when like, problem hit the fan, um, but also that you can convince them to change the way they operate in order for you to meet the target. And then you have to do a yeah. bunch of things in order to uh, incentivize them so that it works. Um, and this is very complex. And this almost looks like um, um, uh, the type of work you will hire a liar for, right? It's like right. almost at this level of uh, of negotiation yeah. stuff that you need to True. to, to True. operate.
0: Sure. But but like you said, I think in the start, it definitely pays back. We discussed geopolitical and natural disasters and all of those issues. I mean, it's a long-term investment, but it definitely, you can see, I mean, I I remember, if you you remember from the early days about this whole ozone layer, sort of like thinning and going away, I think as humanity, we did a fabulous job of organizing ourselves together and getting this thing in order, and we don't see that effect today. God knows what would have happened if that sort of didn't work out well. So, it's important, and you're and you're absolutely right. It's also kind of, it's it, it kind of in the short term seems counterintuitive, but once I think we get uh, and again, it, it will not happen without digitalization. Because if you're stuck all day in understanding your and, and you have no visibility over your suppliers, then uh, best of luck with understanding where they're where they're sourcing from and what are they doing. Hey. So definitely, yeah. it's, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, you're totally right. Because like at the end of the day, like all of the sustainability target and, and the stuff like that, they are based on trust, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. Do you trust this person to actually say the truth about this? Because it's not it's not um, um, operationally scalable to like go ahead and verify if all of these parts yeah. are exactly yeah. like made in a sustainable fashion. Of course, you're gonna have some um, some amount of certification and, and checking that you're gonna do. Um, but fundamentally, it's based on trust. Do you trust this person to tell you exactly yeah. like how it's right. done for real? Yeah. Um, and if the answer is no, I mean, yeah. you can't. You like um, uh, having a transactional way of of doing procurement and sustainability yeah. are those two things are fundamentally um, um, True. Uh, not reconcilable. You have to have a, a good relationship, and then you introduce yeah. the talk of sustainability in order to have. Something a bit more coherent. Um, yeah. and I think the next, um, an extra, uh, a bonus uh, trend is uh, uh, more of a global understanding that cost is not the only thing, right? And True. I think it will just like self select again. Because if yeah. right now, like right now in 2022, you're basing your procurement operation based on cost um, yeah. uh, amidst like, multiple disruption of supply chain and stuff like that, you're going to have a bad time, right? The quality yeah. will take you. You're, you're going to get bad suppliers. You're, gonna, you're not going to get prioritized. Uh, afterward, you're going to get blacklisted. I've seen that. I've seen suppliers. Mm-hmm. When I did them, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this guy from this company, I'm never talking to him again. And I talk mm-hmm. all the other suppliers, and we don't talk to him again because he did this mm-hmm. and that, and he's always shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So at this point, if the balance is on the supplier side, if like there's always a trace of what's happening if people are yeah. talking together and you're too transactional um like uh, this won't work true. i think uh, what we're going to see is a more holistic view about the procurement uh, process um yeah. and uh, that will lead to a, 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 a overall better and stronger supply chain i believe yeah.
0: true true enough 100% agree and i think like oh, it goes back to our second trend right digitalization i see like there's this code i don't know who said it is like in god we trust and everybody else brings data so i guess if you don't have that data captured properly and if there's not enough tools or or tooling that helps you capture that data in a way where you can analyze it where you can see then it's it's always going to be the last item on your list to to take care of because these guys are also running a business and you know sustainability of course they want to get that but they need to free up this time to be able to go and work on that that as a goal, or even be able to prioritize it. So I guess like the heart of it is like this data-driven supply chain that we that we talked about in our first uh, podcast. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's. Uh, I wanted to keep this one short. Thank you so much, Jesen, for your time, and to all our listeners, as usual. Please do leave us your feedback uh, and subscribe. And if there's any procurement trends um, that you that you think we should we should be discussing or should have talked about. Uh, feel free to share them. Wish you all a great uh, day ahead. Uh, thank you.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Ahmad.